There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Very good, ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome Channel 5's Chris Eggert, brought to you by Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Call Josh today for your free 48-minute evaluation, 952-925-5608. Mr. Eggert, how are you doing? Good morning. How are you? Marvelous. Things are good. Good. So the latest in your life is... Uh, you have an anniversary today. <laughs> yes, it's a big one. What? <laughs> We're here to support you, celebrate your holidays, your personal holidays. Uh, I, my wife always points it out. I normally don't remember, but um, uh, oh, you six, don't. Okay. Six years ago today, I got the old left foot hacked off. Well, just the foot, not the leg. Yeah, well, partial, halfway up the leg, I suppose. Halfway up the leg. But then yeah. do they take it all the way up to the knee then, or do you you go halfway up the leg so they can slip the other one on there? Halfway oh, okay. up the leg so they can, yep. And uh, it's called the ampuversary uh, for those of us who live in this universe. <laughs> I like that. What happened that led to your amputation or ampuversary? I was a really crappy basketball player, Tevin. What? Whoa, okay, that is not, wait, what, basketball? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I got injured, uh, as a youth and then as a high schooler and then a college and so many times that my foot was shot and then started doing surgeries after I got out of college. And well, I think I had my first surgery maybe when I was in college and then, uh, let's see, 19 surgeries later, uh, that was it. Damn. Uh, wow. 19. Yeah, so a lot of those were towards the end where they were trying to save it because it got infected. But Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I suppose that will happen. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Um, I was going to put a deal on that. I, I posted it. It was my ampuversary. And then one of my coworkers, because my coworkers are great, made some side sort of joke about foot fetishes or, hey, you can make a lot of money with those feet pictures or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, and I'd offer a 50% out discount on mine. <laughs> See? gonna say you're just throwing pics up on the on the internet for free come on man I'd like I to just, find a way to monetize that but i don't just know. like do like mirror image so it's like the same foot twice you're just like sure i got two why not photoshopped over so i have a question for you this is a coincidence by because i didn't know it was your ampuversity today yeah i went for a walk this morning i usually walk about a mile and a half two miles every morning before the show love to get out get a little exercise but i'm walking along and there's uh, brand new, there's one shoe in the middle of the walkway. 
Oh crap! You should grab it right, for right. me. I shouldn't. I should have. I just want to know if it's a left or right first. I feel like that's. Oh a... yeah, I guess that is. Besides, <laughs> but why would someone lose so one weird. shoe? Maybe it fell out of the car or something, or I, I don't know. It was right in the middle of the sidewalk, so I don't know how to. It took some. Well, I suppose they would bounce quite a ways if you're going fast enough. That's weird. It was very weird, and the guy's walking toward me as I'm walking toward him, and we both look down and go, "What the hell is that all about? One tennis shoe." Maybe it's brand a, new. Maybe it's a sign from the universe. Yes, I'm sure that's what it is. There's no question. Tom, get your head out of your ass or your foot on the. <laughs> that's weird. Know. That is, that is super weird, Tom. I what know. A, what a just, random thing to come across on your walk. And it was not some beat up old tennis shoe. It looked like it was brand new. So Man. I don't know what the hell. It, I, some poor bastards driving around here with no other shoe. <laughs> Exactly. That's exactly right. So what's happening in the news? Any big news stories we should know about? Uh, God, there were like a, a, a dozens of shootings over the weekend in Minneapolis. It was like, holy crap. Like I, I got up this morning and I looked at our app and it was like shooting, 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 shooting. Um, yeah. Um, including a couple people who were uh, killed in the Dinky Town area. That was mm-hmm. on uh, Saturday night. Um, and then there was another shooting last night on Lake Street. Um, we heard from Derek Chauvin's attorney this morning. Uh, right. They're obviously not satisfied with the kind of protection he's getting in prison. Which, what do you mean? He was only stabbed 22 times. What do you mean? Yeah. God 22 dang. times he didn't die. That's amazing. I mean, I don't know. You, we all kind of like default to like uh, the the prison movies or prison shows yeah. you think about what what probably happened but i i have not heard a lot of like any real great detail about what it was or what the weapon was or anything so wasn't the guy from like slovakia or something that some john tersak was his name tersak yeah absolutely i was surprised so he was got Oh, go ahead, oh, Kevin. No, I was, say, I was surprised that Derek was close enough to the general population yeah. to get stabbed. Yeah. You would think that he would be in isolation. That's what I thought, too. And, and I think this was a, uh, I don't want to, it, it was a lesser level prison, I think. From, um, I'm not going to, it wasn't like a, what's the word? It's just like a maximum right security now. type situation. Yeah, I, I, I don't know that it was a maximum security facility. Um I don't know. That's the first thing I wondered right away. Like, how was anyone even close enough to him? Which yeah. is crazy. But uh, on visitor yeah. day, things get a little weird in prisons because I've known a number of people that have gone to prison, so I go to visit them throughout my yeah. life. Nobody is right now. There's nobody I know in prison. Well, unless they're in for life. But I would go visit my friends in prison, and I tell you what, on those visitor days, people get very, very close to one another. They really do. And I've often wondered about that. They do a great job, by the way, out at Stillwater Prison. The, the people out there, the men and women that run that joint out there, they do a hell of a job. No question about it. Tom, is the is the whole like uh, visit thing legitimate? Like, you know, at some facilities where there are opportunities to enjoy a loved one's company from Conjugal. time to time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah is that do. really is that really something that gets done? Yeah, unless of course you have to talk through a wall on a phone. That's a different deal. That's like murderers and people like that. And they don't, I don't think they let them out in gen pop all that often, but I don't know what the hell the deal. But it's quite a, quite a, uh, one of my favorite things. Because the woman who ran it at the time, I won't say her name because I don't know if she wants me to or not, but she's a, she was a huge, actually, all the guards at Stillwater are huge listeners. 
they love the show. Nice. Well, that's nice to hear, but and she was terrific. But I would be talking to her, and she was probably about five two, five three, something like that. Um, you know, in great shape. Don't get me wrong, but I'd be talking to her, and she'd go, she'd look to her side and look at the guy and go, "Put your pocket back in." I go, "What?" And so I look over in the guy's pockets, hanging. And he put the pocket back, and she'd do that kind of stuff. And I didn't know this, but you're signaling if it's your left pocket, it's one thing. If it's your right pocket, it's another. And if it's both pockets, it's a completely different thing. Well, that's like the old. That's like the expression, like "hold my pocket." Yes, hold my pocket. That's, that's like exactly. if you're walking around, Chris, and you're holding another man's pocket. That means you are like the property. Of yeah, them. you're their bitch. Yeah, and wow. Um, I don't ever want to go to prison. Oh God, I would, I would die so quickly. I do not want to go to prison. I, but, uh, prison guards, if we got a lot of listeners, I think I've talked about this before. One of my, um, best friends is a warden down in the Nebraska penal system. It's freaking hard work, man. That oh, yeah. it's a, oh, yeah. it is, it, it is very, very hard work, um, for those prison guards. I know that. And there's all kinds of crap that goes on that he tells me about and i'm kind of like whoa oh yeah yeah it's something no question about it and if you're a new visitor they're gonna run you through the mill i mean as you walk by they'll push their chair back to block your uh, your way and they'll do all that kind of stuff it's like okay and all you do is look at them and go you know what i'm leaving at two o'clock you'll be here for another 10 years calm down yeah god i don't oh you <laughs> don't like that. Um, AJ's got me thinking about like being a, a B at, at, at the prison. And I, I just, that doesn't. Mm. Yeah, I know. I understand. Believe me. I, I do. It's a different world. Let me put it that way. It is like you've entered a different universe when you go into a prison. No question. John Hines has a great story about going into a prison because they were going to do a morning. He and Berglund, Hines and Berglund were going to do a morning show from a prison cell. Yeah. <laughs> to celebrate some holiday. I don't remember what it even was. And so they went out there to try to pick the right cell to do the show from as they're in the cell, a guy walks by and he whispers to Heinz, if you do this, we're going to firebomb the cell and you're all going to die. <laughs> so they never did do it. Well, that's <laughs> what I mean. Like you go in there, you don't know, you assume like you assume you're going to leave. What if there's a, a freaking riot or something? You don't, exactly. you don't know. Yeah, he had no interest in doing that show after the guy threatened to kill him with a firebomb. Right, and that guy probably like went back and they laughed about that for freaking <laughs> months. We no, they did. He was like, Dude, and then I told them we were going to firebomb the cell. <laughs> you know, they're exactly. all just a knee slapper. Yeah. Well, I suppose if you're in prison and they're coming in to joke around and fool around for in a sure. prison cell, you probably would go, I don't want to see that. This, yeah. I, I feel miserable. Is this funny to you? that this, Right. Right. I, th right, so. I think there's a difference between like that and like Jeff Ross, the like the famous roaster comedian guy. Yeah. He yep. went and did like a roast of prisoners where it's some of the stuff he says. I'm like, you are lucky that there, you know, were guards and stuff probably around. But uh, overall, you could tell that they were like getting into it and kind of letting their guard down of like, you know, he's going to say stuff about us. I don't feel the need to like retaliate back and stay like and threaten him with anything. So. Yeah. You don't want to kill your only source of entertainment. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. A good plan. At least not until the show's over. Yeah. And then. I always liked Jeff Ross. I'm glad you brought him up. It made, put me in a good mood. I always liked him. He's a great guy. And I told you the time he appeared with us in Vegas, he was wearing his bathrobe because it was so early because the show, you know, here 
started at 5.30, yeah. so out there it had to start at 3.30 in the morning or whatever the hell it was. But he came down in his bathroom and did the show, and when he was done, uh, he got up to leave, and his headphones were still on, got wrapped in the cord, opened his bathrobe, and not a lot else that he was wearing. Let me put it Wow. <laughs> It's like, okay, well, what are you going to do? I guess you got to know more about uh, him than most people do. Tom. Well, luckily, I was looking out at the audience and only glanced very, very briefly as he was getting up anyway to say goodbye. But, you know, it all worked out. But he is a very good guy. You ever met him? No. Jeff Ross? Nope. Really good guy. Yeah, really, really good guy. So what the hell? All right. Anything else of importance? Uh, don't try to not pay your fare on Metro Transit because if you're on the light rail, now they're going to come after you. Oh, it only took 20 years. Sounds like an empty threat, Chris. Uh, and <laughs> yes. one of our producers, this got brought up this morning. One of our producers was like, um, she was like, I went to school. I think she said she went to school in, you know, Dinky Town. And she's like, she goes, I went to school there. I never paid to get on that thing. She goes, she goes, I was risking my life every time I got on there because there was going to be some bomb, you know, yeah, uh, some kind of situation right. of the person sitting next to her. She's yeah. like, hell no, I wasn't right. paying for How that. about we worry about the fact that you might get shanked while yeah, waiting for right. the light rail before we worry right. about the $3 ticket that may or That's may not That's what I mean. Purchased. Like, it seems like a very... A very, very uh, minute detail of, of what the big picture problems are with the light rail. But eh. I know that when Andy lived downtown many, many years ago, he lived right downtown and he took the light rail about three times. And he finally said, I just can't do this. He said, everybody on the train is nuts. First of all, everybody's drinking. They all bring their booze on the on the train with them. And they're just he said they're just rude as hell. And they're all he said, he said it was very uncomfortable. OK, so I took transit all the time like I take mm -hmm. especially when I lived in Bryn Mawr and uh, one thing that's nice is there is its own law but mm -hmm. like people stand up for people like good like good. I've yeah. been harassed and this one lady who had a bunch of bags was like you leave her alone and I was like I'm with her I'm with her now <laughs> so like if you ride the bus enough like they you they you yeah. will take it will take care of itself like we are I don't know it's an ecosystem it's you got to just go with it. Well, uh, Brittany, uh, were you able to take the train in today? Shut up. I'm going to be nice to you. That is a good question. It's your ampiversary, but I'm going to hold back till tomorrow. So, <laughs> you're going to really give it to me tomorrow. Chris's, Chris's <laughs> leg will grow back by the time that light rail is finished. <laughs> Shut up. Could, well, that's probably true. What's it been now? It's been like 10 years, hasn't it? I don't want to talk about it. the light rail or yeah, that uh, one section in Hopkins. Not, not ten, but it's uh, it's maybe seven, eight. I drive Damn. by almost every day, almost every day, and oh, I think yeah. about you guys. I like one day I was like I should take a picture. There's murals on it that are like etched in. It's so beautiful. It's gonna make a great walking trail someday. <laughs> That's it. I'm done. Another ten more home. years, we're good to go. It'll be the track for the Minneapolis Marathon. Yeah, yeah, right. And then it'll get canceled when it's Have a good day, you guys. See you. All right, Bye, Chris. Thanks, Chris. Bye. Chris Eggert, Channel 5's Chris Eggert is brought to you by Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Call Josh today for your free 48-minute evaluation, 952-925-5608. Chris Eggert, always loved having him on. We'll take a break. Be right back in a couple of minutes. Sanny, coming up next. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. Uncle Tommy, what do you think of that action? Kristen Burt now joins us, ladies and gentlemen, ready to, to, to just... 
reveal to us the magnificence of being in Hollywood before Christmas. Mm. Which is not very Christmassy. It's weird oh, to be when you yeah. live on in, in snow your whole life yep. and then you spend your first Christmas in California. <laughs> you're like, what is this? You're in flip flops and a tank top. I'm used to it now. But that first year I was I was actually a little homesick. <laughs> well, they still the doll up Rodeo Drive and all that, don't they? They do. In fact, I was there on Thursday night and it looked beautiful. Um, it just has a different feeling. I think because I came from New York City straight into Los Angeles, where New yeah. York is steeped in like holiday tradition, whether it's oh, yeah. the Rockefeller tree or the Radio yeah. City show, New York City Ballet's Nutcracker. Like out here, there aren't a lot of traditions. They're trying. And that's why I was in Beverly Hills on Thursday night. I went to the opening night of Love Actually Live, which I think was its fourth or fifth year there. They're trying to like start traditions. We have a new ballet company that's doing Nutcracker. So hopefully within a decade, we'll kind of have traditions here. Well, what's interesting about that, and you know, I don't know if this is, this is the situation or not, but you would think with such a large Spanish population, they would do blow Christmas up. Wouldn't you would think? think so. I just think that that California is such a transient state. So yeah. many people are not from here and they go they leave for the holidays. Like when you um, like if you're here for Thanksgiving or you stay for Christmas, there's no traffic because literally everyone jetted out of LAX as soon as they could and went to wherever they're from. Oh, yeah, I suppose that doesn't make sense. They just yeah, I often wonder about that. And about 30 years ago, they offered me the morning show at KLOS. I wonder you think I would have ever fit into that market? I, you could have. I think you could have. I mean, John and Ken have done it on KFI. And yeah. there is like, yeah. And I mean, they fit in. They do very well. Mark and Brian did well. I mean, Mark and Brian did well, right? Mark and Brian did well. Yeah, we've had a lot mm. of like really good um, teams over the years. I mean, Ryan Seacrest is still on the air here, too. God, is he really? He is. He's not even. And, although cool. a lot of his segments are pre-taped now, so it's like yeah. I, I think like he does like maybe an hour or two live, and then the other two hours are completely taped. So. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. hey, whatever works. But yeah, so so not a lot of because you're right in New York, you're gonna know when it's Christmas time. I will tell you that. It's like Christmas threw up everywhere. It's fabulous. Um, it is. Yep. Yeah, and I, I kind of I kind of missed that last year. I was in I was at in New York city right around this time. And I just did like a massive like speed tour just to see all of my favorite spots, like ran through Macy's to see, you know, all of their decorations and then like ran to Rockefeller and you've got to run through Rockefeller because otherwise you'll get yeah. caught up in the crowds. Yep. Saks Fifth Avenue lights, Tiffany's. It's just, it's also beautiful. I always feel like Christmas in New York is so magical. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Catherine, uh, Catherine and I lived there for a few years and then, found out Andy was coming. So we moved back to Minnesota because I, I could not see raising a kid at 20th street and second Avenue. That was not a good place to raise a baby. <laughs> you know, some people do it very successfully. I think it takes yeah, a certain yeah. mindset. Um, I, I have a friend who has raised two kids in New York city and they're super savvy and, you know, they've grown up yeah. with like their backyard is central park and the natural history museum. But I also see them, you know, slogging through the snow with the stroller when the kids were little, it's, it's tough you know, and mm -hmm. you have to navigate like what school they're going to go to. It's not just like you go to the school down the street. It's, it's, right. it's an adventure. I've been back in years. I got to get back one of these days, but God, they've closed down my favorite restaurant, the Gramercy hotel. They closed down. I mean, there's 
the deli's gone, the Carnegie deli's gone, but that's been gone for years and years. Mm-hmm. But all those wonderful touch points that there were in New York City, hardly any of them are there anymore. Yeah, it's, we've had the same thing happen here in, in Los Angeles. Um, I just think like the last few years have been tough uh, with the pandemic and then commercial rates on the rent just continued to rise yeah. and people couldn't yeah. afford it anymore. And it's, it's tough when you see those, especially when they're neighborhood staples and they've been there for so long. I mean, I went to NYU. So for me, you know, the village is my, is my home. And to see a lot of those places gone, especially when you're a college student and they would get to know your name and you'd be there every morning yeah. buying your like yep. 50 cent bagel. Cause that's all you could afford. <laughs> and you know, they still would be happy with your 50 cents no matter what. So you got still got Musso and Franks, don't you? We still have Musso and Franks. I just was talking about that last night. We were talking about. Well, you were. I was out to dinner with my with Bill, and we were just talking about certain restaurants that we missed that had closed down during the pandemic. And we said, "Oh, Musso and Franks is still there. That's one of the tradition traditional restaurants in Hollywood that still exists." Well, you can find Capitol Records guys there back in the day because it's not very far from Capitol Records Tower, and. Well, one of my favorite things ever about going to Musso and Frank's is we were walking in. Rod Stewart was being let out by two guys because he was so hammered he couldn't walk. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, that's, that's like, a nice touch. It's still a scene. That's the great. Like, the food's okay, but you're there for like yeah. the atmosphere and yep. the vibe and the company. It's really fun. Um, and we were at a restaurant last night that had been. It's a, it's a newer restaurant. And we were asking our waiter, like, what was here before? We totally forgot. And it had been a restaurant. And we were like, that's right. That's right. That had been there for decades. And that's where we got started on the conversation. So my favorite thing about going, hey, look, Boston, I love Boston, you know, North End and all the rest of it. But but each city, whether it's Chicago or Boston, Philadelphia, New York, you know, Los Angeles, you get on the list of all these places. Used to love San Francisco, but I don't think I could put up with the tent cities, you know, being everywhere. I don't know. I I used to love going to San Francisco, no question about it. But well, you just don't go downtown. I mean, there's plenty of places to go and avoid it. So it's just, you know, the media is focusing on one neighborhood. It's the same thing with Los Angeles. It's like one neighborhood in particular that's you just don't want to go to right now until they figure out a way to you know, humanely find housing for people. They keep spending money on it, but you're like, just just let, let's let's clean this up so it's better for everybody. Yeah. Now, are you going to stay in Los Angeles for Christmas? You're going to go back to Boston? What are you going to do? Well, I don't have family in Boston. I mean, I have like oh, extended family, but my family all lives in Florida. Big shots. Big shots. Yeah, my family's all in Florida now, but we're all, everyone's doing their own thing this year, so we're going to stay here, and I am going to rest and relax. It was a really busy year, so. The thought of traveling across the country right now makes my skin crawl. <laughs> I understand that. I do understand that. No question about it. But yeah, you guys, you younger people on the show, get off your ass and get around this country. These cities in America are magnificent. I really have a hard time picking one that I just go, God, God, I'd never go there again. I mean, I, for now, I would avoid San Francisco because it would make me sad because I loved going there so much. And Catherine, I used to go every year. Yeah. You know, but so it'd be a little hard to take right now because of all the tent cities and all that stuff. But America's one hell of a country. You go from city to city, and it's what we were talking about this morning completely different as you go from city to city to city, which I love. I, I absolutely love that. Yeah, I'm ready to get back to New Orleans. That's one of my favorite oh, cities. Such a great city. Mm-hmm. Mrs. B's. I'm telling you, you ever be eating at the diner, Mrs. B's? I have not. Is it good? It's phenomenal. It's um, I just. 
the food, um, the atmosphere. There's mm -hmm. a really beautiful like art gallery scene, and I have a couple friends that work down there in that that air arena, and it's amazing. I just love it there. Well, I do too. And Tevin, how'd you get spend time down? Oh, well, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you got I've got family. Fam down. Yeah, I've got family that lives down there, that's so right. it's always fun to go go down and check it out because it's such a just. A, I feel like it's a more relaxed way of living, and it's such a festive and happening area. Some parts not the greatest, but uh, overall, yeah. would highly recommend going to New Orleans. Well, I'll tell you, some of my favorite episodes of Cops are in New Orleans. There's no doubt about that. Sure <laughs> you can find people stirring the pot down there. I loved it. I thought it was a wonderful place to go. Okay, uh, Tevin, uh, a couple of people have recommended I watch a show called, what's it called? Obliterated? Obliterated on Netflix. What do you think, Kristen? Obliterated. I have not watched Obliterated yet. It, well, you had a kitty on your lap right I there. just had a kitty. She's been in and out all morning. I don't know what's going on, but... No, Obliterated. We got our Christmas tree yesterday, and they're just, like, all over the place. They're excited. Yep. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so tell me about Obliterated. I haven't watched it yet. So it, it kind of gives, like, the boys or Gen V kind of vibe to it with some of their comedy and just the way that it's shot. But essentially, it's a an elite group of CIA-type government secret agents that thwart a nuclear bomb attack in Las Vegas. They party, celebrate, because, hey, we just saved the world. And as they're all high on drugs and blackout drunk, they get a call from their boss, and he's like, oh, that wasn't the bomb. We actually still have to go find it. And then they lie and say, yeah, we're sober enough to go find it. And then the whole... You know, eight episodes is them flying around Las Vegas while one of their uh, uh, teammates is passed out. They're like dragging him on an inflatable raft through the desert because he's passed out. And they're trying to essentially save Vegas from these terrorists. And it's very dark humor, like the, okay. a lot of like very, very similar to Gen V. Or the boys. Well, yeah, and I love the Gen V sort of satirical tone to it. I yep. love that aspect of it. So. Yeah, no, I think you would like it. And okay, I got to run this by you because this might be a problem because I made a mistake. It wasn't a mistake, but it was very, very difficult. I watched the first episode. I think it's a four-part series called 11 Minutes. You know about 11 Minutes? No, nope. I haven't heard of 11 Minutes. Yeah, it's uh, when the guy was up at Mandalay Bay and opened fire on a oh. concert. I don't know if I'd tell you to watch it. It is oh. really, it tears your heart out what this guy did. That, you know, I, I was still up when, because, you know, we were on the West Coast. So the time mm -hmm. frame, I happened to be on Twitter and was watching it unfold live. Oh, God. And people were, you know, uploading video, of course. And I, I said to my husband, I'm like, there seems to be like a shooting in Las Vegas. And then you started realizing with the amount of tweets, I was like, no, this is massive. And, mm -hmm. I had just worked at the Mandalay Bay maybe a month before, and I will never forget this. And it has nothing to do with the the actual situation itself. But I just took a photo in that parking lot where it happened. Oh like, God! Because it was such a beautiful, like it was sunset mm -hmm. and like everything, you know, that had that gold shimmer on the the building. And I looked at that and I was like, "Gosh, that is just so eerie." But what a devastating event for so many people. It was. You wouldn't believe because it's live, it's real live footage. It's not just redone, it's not recreated. Yeah. It's the actual footage because everybody had the phones out and everybody had the cameras and all the rest of it. And they kept showing, you know, and you'd hear this pop, pop, pop like that. 
And then about 10 minutes later, you hear machine gun fire like there is no and it. He must have fired. I don't know how many thousands of rounds he must have fired into that crowd. It was unbelievable. And if I'm correct, they never really found like a reason as to why he did it. Mm-hmm. Nope. Yeah, that's, I was just going to ask you that because I don't think that, Andy, you, you, you agree they never did find no, a officially, reason why he did it. Yeah, there is no official cause or motive. And there were a lot of weird mysteries, like he had an ex-wife or an estranged wife. Like, I mean, they were just trying to, like, put the pieces together. And I just don't think that they were ever able to create, like, a thread. He didn't leave, like, a manifesto or something else like that. So a lot of, you know, mass shooters usually do. Or they leave traces online of you can sort of piece things together. Yeah, I mean, I just, I don't remember because I've only watched part one and there's three more. I don't know, maybe... I can watch one a month and give myself 30 days to get over it. What network is it on? Uh, Netflix. It's a Netflix. Okay. It's on Netflix. I, I, I shouldn't say for sure, but I'm pretty sure it was on Netflix. But it's just, well, there's one of the performers that appears on there. I don't know the guy. I don't know much about country music. Jason, uh, Aldean. Jason Aldean. Jason Aldean. This is a not him, but another guy who appeared on the show. And he finds out later, because at first they thought it was coming from several locations, because there's just so much rapid fire going on. They thought it was coming from four or five different locations. Then they zeroed in on the fact that it was from Mandalay Bay. And this performer finds out that his daughter and their baby, or excuse me, his wife and their baby are in the room right next to the guy. Mm, but they haven't revealed yet. I don't think they ever made it out of there. Well, I he don't didn't think. kill anyone in the hotel. So, oh, didn't he? No. Are you sure about that, Andy? Because I didn't think he did. Fairly certain. And yeah, oh, yeah. I think that would have been a huge story. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And but eleven they minutes have is on. Off that room too. Paramount yes. Plus for the listeners. What's oh, on Paramount Plus? Yeah. Okay, okay thank, thank you. I'm glad you pointed that out because it's. I love Paramount Plus. By the way, they do a hell of a job. But you know, I hated to drag people down, but it, it's. It will impact you. There's no question about that because it's all real footage. There's no phony redone footage. It's all real. And you cannot believe that some psychopath would even do something like that. You know, is that one thing that television has done for us now that there's so much available and so much done that you're going to see things you don't really want to see? Yeah. Well, a lot of the docuseries. Yeah. I mean, and unfortunately, these major, major mass shootings become compelling docu-series unfortunately um and Mm -hmm. you know they're hard to watch and it's also hard to look away and you know Mm -hmm. i think that also sort of falls into that like true crime genre which does so extremely well here in the u.s it's just sometimes you're just like i don't need to hear this story but i can't stop listening to this story Mm -hmm. um and but i feel like we haven't learned our lesson when it comes to mass shooters because it does keep on happening and it's always that like not it's not if it's when at this point. Yeah. It's going to happen again. You're absolutely right. And I don't, what did they have they ever discovered what drives people to do the mass shoot? You're going to massacre you know, tens, hundreds, thousands of people. You don't even know what would drive somebody to do something like that. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I, I always think like you go back to Columbine and you look at yeah. that situation because unfortunately those two it was Dylan and Eric. Those two have become unfortunately heroes to some of these mass shooters. Really? Mm-hmm. There's like some really strange hero worship that goes on with them and what they 
I'm going to say this with air quotes, accomplished. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I agree um, with Whitney when, when she said that it's probably because their penis doesn't work. That's why they do it. I said it was small. <laughs> well, you said it was small. Oh, God. You know what? It's like, I, di- I can't even stomach that stuff. Oh. I used to be so callous and handle all that stuff. And I don't know. Maybe it's the baby. Maybe it's just things in general. I mm-hmm. take, I just... It's too much for me, but I can do cults. Like I'll do docu oh, series yeah. about cults. Oh, I could do cults. <laughs> I have been on such a cult vibe. I just watched uh, yep. Mother God, which is like Love what Has Won. Mm-hmm. Oh, Tom, it's a good one because Mother God. Yeah, the only person who dies, and they, this is not even a spoiler because it happens right. You find out right away is the leader who is Mother God. So you don't feel that bad about i know like it's still a person and like it's sad that she dies Mm. but like she was a woman who claims that she is god and it blows my mind just the amount of people who are like yep i'm in i would like to carry this carry this alcoholic literally around because her legs quit working (laughs) and i'm like i can't even get somebody to watch go go like for free or casually and here these people carrying this woman around and she's drinking all day, smoking out of vape pens all day, but she's Mother God. And, oh, I just love a good cult. Yeah. Brittany, have you watched How to Become a Cult Leader on Netflix? No. Oh, you got to watch that. It's uh, like really? a four-part series, and it kind of breaks down what cult leaders do to gain power and money and all of that. And But it goes covers, I want to say, five or six different cults, but it's very, very interesting. You got to check that out. And then Kevin, Chris- you're th- you're the one who watched, mentioned Twin Flame, and then I end up watching that Twin Flame. Mm-hmm. Uh, Escaping Twin Flames on Netflix. That. that was yeah. great. I heard the Prime one's better. Everyone's been telling me the Prime one is better, but um, that's another one, Tom, where this cult leader just was like, you. it honestly, they were, they were the modern-day cowboys of Zoom. They were using Zoom before 2020, and I think that oh, really? is something that they need to brag about. But they used to have <laughs> online meetings, and he was it was so wild that every day they have to sign on and be like tom if you had us sign on and then you were just telling us how to live our lives and we were like okay yeah so and what's the name of it uh escaping, escaping twin, twin flames. flames there's a different one on amazon i think is better yeah but and uh it's again a... because i can't handle people being murdered lately like this is my version of yeah mm-hmm. naughty because nobody in escaping twin flames dies so that's no good. they and i think um keep sweet pray and obey is the yeah. warren jeff that was also compelling on that was a hard one for me i watched it that was a hard one because there's child yeah rape. there's there's yeah exactly yeah. and there's child what rape child rape and child oh, marriage Jesus. and all that awful stuff Jesus. i know i'm sorry but and, it's true i just want to say i just wanted to give that Trigger warning anybody out there. Get away from me. Kristen, we had a uh, list. I bawled. (laughs) I bet. Yeah, Chris, we had a listener messages over the weekend that was curious if there was, well, they want two things. They yelled at me because I didn't ask you about Gen V finale, if you've watched that yet. I did, finally. Okay, perfect. So we can talk about that. But then they also wanted to know if there was a murder update from your neighborhood. Corey was asking if there was any update. The murder update. So... Here's the thing. They don't believe they are ever going to find the murderers, alleged murderers, mother and father-in-law. So it's a, he's, you know, he's been um, charged with the, what, the murder of his wife and then his mother and father-in-law. Mm-hmm. They found the wife's torso. 
That's it. Jesus. You know? And, but they have not found the parents and they haven't found their cars either, which is very strange, but they don't think that they're ever going to find his in-laws bodies because at this point they've probably been sent off to some, you know, they were placed in probably a dumpster and then taken out just the dump uh, and they don't know where to look. Cause he's so not, where is it? Where, what is the name of this? Uh, this is a real life murder happening in the San Fernando Valley. And oh we talked about God. it. Yeah. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And his, uh, so, I mean, and this is what's like crazy about the whole thing is that it's, it's like they caught enough of it, um, on ring cameras, but the actual act of once he drove away, they don't really know what happened to the other God, two really. bodies. Okay, yeah, there's going to be a problem today because Brittany and Alex are on together, but they're not in the same building, so they can't hang all over each air other. Hug. Very sad. <laughs> An air hug. What a disappointment. Especially after everyone here is talking about murder, Alex. We don't have no, to. We'll we don't get to hold each other me. like we would like to. Welcome to Murder Monday. Murder. <laughs> We're gonna kick your week off on the happiest note. Oh goody! Well, I was at a dance convention all weekend, so. My brain's kind of like fried. Murder? Wait, brain's it, it, you probably want to murder someone after being at a convention all weekend. Yeah, just out in the hallway. But somebody just sent me a text message going back to that that uh, thing we were talking about there, the, the cults and all that. There was a guy, that Nexium cult. Yeah, that was a good yeah. one. He tried to tell everyone, convince everyone that his IQ was 275. <laughs> Isn't Nexium like a diet pill? It's a PPI, it is, yeah. a heartburn PPI. drug. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But also a cult. All right. Also a cult. <laughs> Perfect. But I, I didn't want to change the subject. I wanted to get that out that he, he thought his IQ was 275. I believe the highest IQ ever rated was on a woman, and it was like 225. Hell yeah, it yeah. was. Hell yeah, it was. Yeah, this guy um, had the women branded too. That one was really disturbing. Oh, That's the same guy. Yeah, and they're really yeah. intelligent people. This one was because it was like people yeah. that were really trying to brand themselves and kind of grow in marketing world. And they go to these conventions and they're like, "I'm in." Yeah, it was originally like a market yourself kind of thing, and then somehow it turned into a cult. Very interesting. Really? As things do, you know. Yeah, it was like a success. Just... Like, yeah, it's like a self-help seminar kind of thing. And then it was like, hey, come on Listen. over. My brand's in the oven. Listen, I am married to... And I got a to... lot of play because Allison Mack, uh, yep. who was on, I think it was Smallville, she was a member oh, of yeah. Nexium. I was trying to recruit other actresses into the cult. It's crazy. God, that's so amazing that people fall for that stuff. Yeah. Grown people sleeping mm -hmm. in, like, the room on the floor of the leader's bedroom and, like, vying for those spots... One bad night of me sleeping on the floor, I'd be like, I'm out of this call. I can't. Right. I'm so if you told sorry. me to sleep on the floor, I'd be like, mm, no, I'm good. No. Well, there was a yeah, Minnesota cult that was based around karate. And the leader, <laughs> yeah, I knew a guy. He was like, he was like, I almost got recruited into this cult. He's like, I, me and my son joined these karate classes. And yeah. he was like, at one point, they wanted me to call the leader. I forget what his name was, but he was like, said that he was sent. From you know, by God to defeat of another God, and he was like, yeah. As you learn all these karate moves, at one point they're like, "All right, well now are you gonna like you have to call this guy Jesus?" And are you sure like, you weren't just out. watching Dragon Ball Z? No, there was there's <laughs> look there's a I'm gonna hold on. Let me to look me. it up. Karate. But to Tevin's point, this happens in Hollywood a lot around acting classes, oh, where I, the acting oh, teacher, like God, becomes a guru, and oftentimes it's a male 
acting teacher winds up sleeping with a lot of his students. It, this happens more often than you would ever believe. Yeah, I could see that happening in an improv class for sure because a lot of lost people end up in improv. <laughs> yeah. oh, Chung Mu Kwan was oh, the God. name of the person. And yeah, there's a guy, his name was Russell, that was in it. And he writes, he has a movie and like a book about it where he was in this cult for karate. Tom, why does it seem like a Minnesota cult just isn't possible? I don't know what it is about Minnesotans. I just don't see us. You can't be a passive aggressive cult. Mm, that's <laughs> true. Can't, like, a, it's a very good you point. Should, you're not good enough to be in this cult. I'm sorry. It's a very, very good point. No question. Now, we only got a couple more minutes with Kristen. So I want, I found something out and I don't know if it's true, but I would have to guess that it is. Because I used to love, well, I've always loved Henry Winkler. We've had him on a million times. He's the nicest guy in the world. So sweet. Just a very sweet, nice man. And another guy that I loved was Richard Belzer. He's no longer with us, unfortunately. But Richard used to come into studio once in a while. Loved him, too. I never knew those guys were cousins. Did you know that? I didn't that? know that either. No. Andy, would you look that up? Because somebody sent me something that said that Richard Belzer and Henry Winkler were cousins. I had no idea that was the case. Uh, do you think they maybe misspoke? Uh, no, it's correct. They were really cousins. Wow. Huh? Yeah. Sure I were. No, you're talking about two guys, completely different kinds. of. Uh-oh, Tevin's got a look on his face like he found something. Okay, sorry. Okay. This is not about what you're talking about, but I just typed in Minnesota cults. And there's, then, there's a few? Well, yeah. Well, one was, uh, let's see, they where they call it. It was a Minnesota cult. The leader called the girls Brides of Christ and that he was Christ. Sure. And they, so he had to sacrifice. It was in Christian camp in Pine County, Minnesota. But I was, like, scanning through oh, it, and they're taking a quote from this girl, and it starts out with, I remembered, I remember Bernard well. And so uh -oh. I was like, oh, Tom, do you have something you would like to add? Oh, this is not good. Okay. Why did you bring it up, Dad? We do have to acknowledge that there, one thing that does hit Minnesota hard are MLMs. Uh, oh, man. Like, Utah's yes. another one. I'll say Utah's huge. We get those a lot, Tom, where some, like a friend of yours from high school messaged me all of a sudden and be like, Hey girl, I'm having a leggings party. Do you yeah. want to come? And I'm like, what do you mean a leggings party? Like I, I have full <clears throat> availability to buy leggings, but it's kind of like the pampered chef parties, but they're Tupperware parties, they're pyramid yeah. schemes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Are they all fake. They're well, real, fake. but they're a real ripoff. <clears throat> like you pay like a hundred dollars to go buy one pair of leggings just because this person had appetizers there, and you feel peer pressured, mm -hmm. and then you're all of a sudden selling leggings because you've decided like I'm a I'm a boss bitch who can make money while my kids take a nap. Like that's in the upline. You got to be in the upline. And oh my gosh, I have, it's a mess. I have one close friend that was in an MLM for a long time, and she yeah. would like try to get me in her MLM, of and she I did. had You're to pretend. Big catch. I had to pretend to be extremely cheap. I was like, you know what? I just don't like spending money on anything. I can't afford it. I just can't. And like, we're still very close, but I still, whenever mm. I'm with her, I'm like, I have to pretend I'm super cheap around her because that needs... was my whole excuse to not <laughs> join her MLM. Who needs leggings when you have strips of burlap? There you go. Exactly. What, so what does MLM stand for? Multi-level multi marketing. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. multi-level marketing. Yeah, pyramid yeah. scheme. Pyramid scheme. <laughs> yeah. Levels yeah. of the pyramid. Yeah, I guess Amway is a huge one in Utah and for, like, younger couples. And I know somebody that was in it. And I guess, like, the... doTERRA. The, uh, 
Oh, yeah, doTERRA's a big one. But I guess, like, yeah. the person, like, the top person at Amway has, like, diamonds encrusted in their floor of their house. Sure. Like, they're loaded yeah. because they have, they just, all of these people, it's, like, young couples out of, like, just out of college, I guess they target them, like, intensely. That's amazing. I know. All right, Kristen has to go and take another nap. Jealous. That's right. I have no work to do. None. <laughs> you have nothing to do. Nothing to do on a Monday. We'll talk <laughs> to you tomorrow, tomorrow, sister. Thanks. I will take a break. Be right back. Wrap things up. Uh, here, this is the headline. We're going to go after after the break. You ready? Oh God. Listening to Taylor Swift can apparently save your life. <gasps> Brittany. Brittany. If I never hear the word be... Taylor Swift again, it'll be too soon. <laughs> Andy. Andy, grow up. I'm Andy. done. I'm no longer a Swifty. I'm a Swift don't. Swiftless. Right. I'm Swiftless. We'll be right back. You're Losing Me by Taylor Swift can apparently save your life. We'll find out how that is next.